It's a familiar psalm uh, for some. Psalm 37. I'm going to read four verses and then we'll look at it together. Amen? Amen. Psalm 37 and verse 1 says, Do not fret because of evildoers. Be not envious towards wrongdoers. For they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I want to talk about this morning how to get up when life knocks you down. From disaster to destiny. How to get up when life knocks you down. It's amazing because in this life, if I were to ask you, have you ever been down? You'd probably say to me, yes, I've been down not just once, but I've been down a few times in this journey. If you live long enough, you'll realize that life has a way of dealing Amen. You blows that you never expected. Life sometimes, I said, is filled with swift transitions. Oftentimes, you can find yourself at the top. Amen. You can find yourself, amen, in a place where it looks like you are untouchable. Amen. I don't know if you've ever been that way. I don't know if you've ever been to that place. Amen. You were... You felt like, not me, I'm not going to fall, I'm not, listen, it cannot touch me. But you found out quickly that there's a, God has a way, amen, of getting close to you and showing you, amen, that no matter how big and no matter how elaborate life may become for you, he has a way of humbling us. Do I have anybody? This particular psalm, amen, David is our writer. This is not an erotic psalm. It is a contrasting psalm. This psalm is a reference 16 times throughout this psalm. We find that David is doing a contrast between the righteous and the wicked. 16 times David throughout this throughout this whole psalm throughout these 40 verses he makes reference to the wicked he makes reference to the first verse where he says fret not throughout this psalm David is trying to get us to understand that in this life you will get knocked down And in this life, you may get knocked down by the wicked. You may get knocked down by families. You may get knocked down by friends. But you got to realize something that even though you may get knocked down, it's possible for you to get back up. Do I have anybody? David said throughout the Psalms, he says, first of all, he says, uh, don't fret because evildoers will be cut off. He said in another, in another verse, verse 10, he says, yet a little while and the wicked will be no more. 
I wish I had somebody. Verse 12, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but, but I want to deal with the context before I deal with the text. Amen. He says, the wicked plots against the righteous. It even says that the wicked spies on the righteous. Do you not know that you got some people who you think? Yeah. Yeah. You think they're for you, but they're really spying on you. They're people that's comprising and, and they're trying to calculate and they're trying to trump up charges on you. But God says, don't you worry about them. Amen. You say, well, I ain't got no problem with nobody. Keep living. Amen. You'll find out that here's the flip side to the coin. It always looks like the people that's doing wrong are being blessed. But I got something for that today. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about it. David tells us, amen, how to go from disaster to destiny. And you know, something I want to tell you is that destiny, the definition for destiny is something to which a person or thing is destined for. I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Amen. I believe that all of us are destined for greatness. The reason I don't want to say it, amen, and I just said it, is because oftentimes it's difficult to see greatness, amen, when you're sitting on the sidelines of life and expecting something to just drop in your lap. I want to tell you something. If you want destiny, you got to get in the race. And you got to get into this race called life. And you got to realize that in this life, you may be knocked down. It may be a person. It may be sickness. It may be depression. It may be whatever it is in your life bad marriage or terrible kids or whatever it may be. But you got to understand that in spite of all that you may be facing, God can pick you up. Amen. So what do you do? What do you do? How do you do it? Amen. How do you get to the place, amen, where you can get back up, amen, and get in the race? Let me say this to you. Oftentimes when we fall, Amen. We feel that we're not significant anymore. But I want to tell you something. Even in this psalm, the writer says, David says, I've been young. David is writing here at an old age. And I've been old. But I've never, I wish I had somebody, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. See, I've been down a few times. Anybody here been down a few times? Amen. Anybody been down and you thought you were knocked out? Amen. And you thought that you were never coming back? But I want to tell you something. The God we serve, amen, he's the God of the comebacks. Amen. He's a God that can pick you back up. He's a God that can restore your faith. He can, he's a God that can, that can mend your broken heart. He's a God that can fix it when it looks like it's broken into pieces. Do I have anybody today? The writer says in verse 1, you see, this is the problem about us folks when we, us folks, when we, um, when we get knocked down. Look at the first verse. He says, the first thing we do, what do we do? We fret. Now, the word fret means to boil. <laughs> Amen. It means boiling. Amen. It means to get to the point where you're so hot, amen, that you're not. 
Do I have anybody? Amen. You're so hot that you don't have a cool head. So in the midst of your circumstances, in the midst of your situation, you make bad decisions. I wish I had somebody. Oftentimes when life knocks you down, amen, you, we, we fret and we fight and we get all bent out of shape. But the writer says, the writer says, he says, do not fret because of evildoers. Oftentimes we're all where we are because somebody stepped in, amen, and messed up your flow. Amen. And it's amazing how evildoers will show up right on time. David said, listen, do not fret. Don't get hot. So the first thing I want to tell you, if you're going to get back up after life has knocked you down, first thing you got to do is, number one, is don't allow people to distract you from your destiny. Don't allow the wrong people to distract you from your destiny. You've been destined for greatness. And oftentimes, it's funny how we know that they're no good. We know that they mean us no good, but yet we still try, amen, to be in their presence. The Bible says, do not fret because of what? Evildoers. Evildoers. He says, don't get furious. Don't get, listen, listen, let it, let it go. And the problem with us at times is that we've blamed everybody for where we are. But I want to tell you something. Amen. Our fretting has gotten us nowhere. Our fretting has caused us to be paralyzed in the journey. David said, listen, I've been around a little while. Amen. He's an old man now. Amen. And he's saying to him, he said, listen, he said, don't fret. I know what it may look like. I know it may look like the evil. Notice what he said. Don't fret because of who? Evildoers. And watch this. And be not what? Envious. Watch this. Be not envious towards who? Wrongdoers. It's amazing. It's amazing because we go from, watch this, we go from being angry and soon, as soon as it cools off, it turns into resentment. And then resentment turns into envy because you're sitting there saying, how come that hasn't happened to me? I'm talking to you right now. You see, there's a reason we call it family and friends because we know not everybody is for us. Do I have anybody? But you got to understand, saints, that the devil will make you think that the wicked is prospering. But you and I got to understand something. Don't you envy those, amen, who are called, watch this, when you see them doing better than you. Don't get distracted by people. Listen, people will distract you. And you have a destiny that God has already written. And oftentimes we take detours. Why? Because we get hot and irrational. Make sure you haven't cut off the right people out of your life. And hanging around the wrong people. And just because they look like they got it together doesn't mean that they're right for you. I wish I had somebody. I'm talking to some people. See, if you have not been backstabbed before, if you have not been lied on before, if you have not been mistreated before, keep living. Keep living. Your friends will let you down. 
Your family's going to let you down. But don't allow it to become a distraction in your life. The only way for you to move forward is if you forgive. Uh, you got to forgive. You got to let it go. He says, don't fret. See, when life knocks us down, the first thing we do is get hot. First thing we do when we see injustice. First thing we do when, when wrongdoers, amen, we become envious. We lose vision for our lives. Are you with me? Look what he says. He says, be not envious of evildoers and wrongdoers. Verse 2. Look at verse 2. Verse 2, he says what? He says, he says what? See, 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 when the, when the writer wrote this, amen, he wrote this as a, at a time when life was tough. But God, get, see, we can't even understand the type of persecution that he was facing. See, when I say evildoers and wrong, you're thinking, oh, let me see. Let me, let me see. But when David wrote it, he says, I've lived long enough to know this. Amen. You ready for this? That that stuff don't last long. That, watch this, that when it looks like the enemy yeah. is advancing beyond you, uh-huh. when it looks like evildoers and wrongdoers are being blessed, yeah. Yeah. you better hold on. Right. Because that stuff is temporary. Yeah. He says they will soon. Look at the text. Yeah. The text says what? Listen, if it didn't come from God, it ain't going to last. Right. Right. Amen. If God didn't bless it, you're not going to have it. He says it will wither like what? For they will wither like what? The grass and watch this. And they will fade like the green herb. What David had in mind was he was picturing the grass in Jerusalem. And he was thinking about how quickly seasons change. I wish I had somebody. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You may have been involved in what I call a satanic setup. But you better be careful because watch this. It won't last. The devil may try to convince you that this is it for you. But you got to hold on to God's unchanging hands. Because listen, be patient and stop fretting. Because let me tell you something. In due season, it shall pass. The wicked will look prosperous for a moment. But tax time be over. They done went on and rent the rim. <laughs> and then you're like, man, they balling, man. And I'm tithing. <laughs> and it seemed like I'm not getting nothing. Y'all, y'all ain't trying to hear me. It, it, it looked like, looked like they got some new clothes, but looked like I'm still wearing the same old stuff. I don't think you're hearing me. It looked like, amen, they done moved, amen. They only thinking about today. <laughs> but watch this, they buy stuff, and then six months later, they got to return it. How can you just be happy for six months? But when God blesses you, 
See, the problem with us in falling down in life, when we look up, we don't look to the Lord. We look to evildoers and wrongdoers, and we're saying, man, look at them. Why is this happening to me? Why am I down? But listen, take your eyes off of them because they will soon wither. You're dealing with a difficult boss? You're dealing with a difficult situation. You're dealing with some crazy stuff in your life. In due season, it shall fade away. The Bible makes the promise. Watch the text. Watch the text. Watch the text. The text says, for they were what? They will wither like a what? Like a green, like the grass and fade like the green herb. He says what? He says, trust in the Lord. Not only must you not allow people to distract you from your destiny, but number two, you have to depend on God completely. Write it down somewhere. Put it somewhere in your notes. Depend on God completely. You know what's wrong with us? We want to trust God when it's convenient. We want to trust God when we've hit rock bottom. But, but listen, 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 listen. The reason to go rock bottom is so that when you come back up, I wish I had somebody. You're going to come back up stronger than when you went down. But see, oftentimes that doesn't happen in the Christian life because we got our eyes on the wrong thing. He says, depend on God. That word depend, that word trust means to have confidence in the one, watch this, who can pick you back up. Do I have anybody? And oftentimes we say we trust God, but when our faith is tested, it's proven that we can't be trusted. That that faith that you had could not be trusted. And oftentimes there are a lot of people that they're depending on, on, on other people to bring them out of circumstance. But the writer says, David says, listen, man, he says, trust in the Lord. And, and look what he says, and what? And do good. Don't return evil for evil. Don't, don't bad mouth people. Don't, don't backbite people. Listen, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. We may not have seen each other for a long time. I hope you're doing well. Amen. And that should be your hope for me. But oftentimes that's not the picture. That's not how it goes. Amen. He says, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord and what? And do good. You know what my next point is? Do what is right at all times. Do what is right at what? At all times. Listen, when the opportunity presents itself to take shortcuts, don't do it. Trust God. It's easy to trust God when everything is going good. It's easy to trust God. But listen, but when you, when you get hit with foreclosure, when you get hit with, amen, with disease, when you get hit, amen, with negative people around you making your life miserable, amen, can you do good in the midst of that? You say, but pastor, you don't understand. I got to act. I got to do something. You don't have to do nothing if you have confidence in the one who can pick you back up. He says, do what is right 
And sometimes we're tempted to do what is wrong. Sometimes we're tempted to take shortcuts out of our comebacks. But if you take a shortcut in your comeback, it will be short-lived. If you take a shortcut, amen, in your comeback, it will be short-lived. Do what is right. Do what is right. Depend on God. I say, look at us, God. We all have our health and strength. We are all breathing. Amen. We may have some ailments in our bodies. We may have some sickness in this room. But I want to tell you something. God gave us enough strength to wake up this morning. God gave us enough strength to walk through his doors. Amen. Because guess what? When I think back to all that he has done for me. When I think back over my life (laughs) and where he brought me from, you can sit there if you want, but I know I got a reason, because let me tell you something, it's easy to do wrong, it's easy to retaliate, but it takes strength to hold yourself back. See, I'm trying to work for a comeback. Because life has knocked me down. But the way I come back is key. So when I come in this house, I'm going to lift my hand. I'm going to say hallelujah. I'm going to say glory to your name. You've been good to me. You've been better to me than I've been to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know about comebacks. I've been knocked down too long to stay down. But see, what it was is I didn't know how to come back. And see, in my comeback, I used to fight back. But I ain't got to fight no more. Because I got somebody who will fight my battles if I keep... Some of us got to stop fretting so much. Too much fretting. Too much fretting. You fret about everything. Why you bring me the water that way? Why you did that? Why the chicken don't look right? Why this? Why that? All we do is fret. You don't understand the struggle. You ain't slavery. You free now. You got more rights than anybody else. You got people that's trying to get on a boat. Matter of fact, a tube to get over here. And now they want to build a wall. And you want to fret? You want to complain? God's good to you. Yeah. I feel my help now. He says... Do good. Can I ask you something? Why is it so hard for you to do good? Why is it so hard? Because doing good costs you something. You know what it costs you? It costs you self-gratification. Because doing good may involve somebody else. 
Because when you're doing good, it has to reflect not you because it'll show your motives. If I do good to you, it means I'm doing good. Do I have anybody? But if I'm just doing good to benefit me, then my motives are wrong. Do I have anybody? He said, trust in the Lord. I thought you would shout on that one. Amen. He said, and do good. But look what he said next. He says, dwell in the land and cultivate. How do you get up? When life. You know what you got to do? Do things differently than before. Say one more time. Do things differently than before. Because he says, dwell in the land. Don't run. Don't, don't march. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not. Hey. Don't get bent out of shape. Dwell in the land. And be faithful to your God. You got to do it differently this time. You know what the word, you know what the word dwell means? It means to settle down. Somebody here this morning, you got to settle down. So, so, somebody here this morning, you got to cool out. You got to settle down and do things differently. Because watch this, it has been said that if you keep doing the same thing, the same way and you're not getting different results it has been said I don't know who I'm quoting that that is insanity so I want to tell you something if you are doing it that way and it's not working baby boo you ought to try something different do it differently we keep living the same old lives, doing the same old things. And he says, dwell in the land in spite of your enemies. Dwell in the land in spite of the wicked. And settle down. Watch this. Watch this. Sink down some roots somewhere. Watch this. So that your foundation will be strong. You've been jumping from church to church. Place to ball, y'all don't want to say amen. Place to place. You've been in this thing and in that thing. You've been in Mary Kay, Avon, Amway, and everything else. Settle down. I'm not saying not everybody make it, okay? I'm just saying. All I'm saying is, amen. You have to sacrifice something. Amen. Focus on what's present and trust God and watch this. Do it different. Wake up tomorrow morning and say, you know what? I'm going to do this thing differently. I'm not going to use the same methods. Watch this. For a miracle. You can't use carnal means for a miracle. You cannot use your strength, watch this, for deliverance. You cannot use, hallelujah, amen, any other thing other than the word of God that will bring, he said, dwell, settle down, cultivate it. You know what cultivating means? You got to dig sometimes. 
you gotta you gotta get out there and you gotta amen you gotta turn over the dirt sometime because listen you already planted the seed but it looked like nothing is happening you see when you've been down you understand what I'm talking about that you have to keep trying and keep trying and guess what eventually it's gonna come to pass do things differently Watch what he said. Watch what he said. Watch what he said. He said, dwell in the land, cultivate faithfully. Verse 4. And I'm sitting down. He says, hmm, delight yourself. Why is it that there are some of us, we have no joy? Not even when we come into the house of God. We have no joy. He says, he says, delight how do you get up when you've been knocked down? You, you know what that word delight means? It means to keep yourself clean and neat. See, we thought delight means praise. It means to keep yourself clean. And I'm talking about clean like that. I'm talking, keep your hands clean. Keep your life clean. Live a clean life. So you know what I want to tell you? The next point is, dedicate yourself to the Lord. Dedicate yourself to the Lord. And I know sometimes that may be a little difficult for some of us because guess what? When, when you're down, it's hard, watch this, to see any joy in God because you're wondering, God, why did you put me here? But let me, let me share something with you. God didn't put you there. The devil may have put you there, but God is the one that can deliver you from that. Do I have anybody? The text says, delight yourself, what? In the Lord. In other words, dedicate yourself to the Lord. Give your life totally to him. Listen, I know that sometimes it gets tough. I know that there's distraction all around you. But if when you delight yourself in the Lord, when you find your pleasure in God and watch this and not in the world, you can move past where you are, watch this, and you can get to the place where God wants you to be. He says, delight yourself in the Lord. I love what David is trying to help us with here. David is telling us, I've been knocked down. Yeah, Lord. He said already, hallelujah, to his holy name. I, I just give you a few of his uh, accolades here and a few of his observation of life. Because when you're down, it's hard to understand what God is doing. But David said, in the midst of my misery, in the midst of my pain, in the midst of my suffering, I see something. What do I see? I see joy in the midst of what I'm going through. David said, the wicked plots against the righteous. David said, the wicked have drawn and their sword and bent their bow. David said the sword will enter their own hearts. In other words, what the devil meant for evil, God will turn it around for your good. David says, for the arms of the wicked 
wicked will be broken. <laughs> David says, and the enemies of the Lord will be like the glory of the pasture. David says, the wicked borrows and does not pay back. Yeah, Lord. But the righteous graciously gives. So all you folk that are getting stuff and not paying for it, the Bible says you put yourself in a bad situation. The Bible says, but the descendants of the wicked will be cut off. I'm trying to tell you something. That the Bible says that you ought to keep your way in the Lord. David says, I've seen a wicked man, a violent man, spreading himself like the luxuriant tree in its native soil. And then he passes away and is no more. Thank God this morning that I know that, yeah, I may have taken the narrow road. I know sometimes it may look like you're not winning. I know sometimes you may say, why is it taking so long? But I want to tell you something. I would rather wait on God than make my own destiny. Thank God today. Thank God today that he said, delight yourself in the Lord. 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 Keep yourself neat. Keep yourself happy. Because when the Lord shows up, he'll show out in your life. Don't worry about the evildoers. Don't worry about the wicked. Just keep your focus on the Lord. Because the Bible says, David says, not only will he do that, but he will give you, hallelujah, the desires of your heart. Oh, I wish I had somebody. I wish I had somebody. I wish I had somebody. Let me share something with you about the desire of your heart. When your desire becomes God's desire, then and only then could it be the reason you're not prospering, the reason you're still down, because his desire is not your desire. His will is not your will. You want blessings, but you won't trust God. You want your will and not his will. David says, when you trust him, when you delight in him, he'll give you the desires of your heart. The last thing I want to tell you as I go to my seat, don't ever forget who's in control of your destiny. Your destiny is in his hands. Thank God today. Thank God today that I feel real good this morning. Because when I think about how lost I was, how far I was from God, thank God this morning that I understand that it may not look yet what I may become, but in due season, it will come to pass. You got to get up from where you are. You got to get a joy. 
blessing in the Lord will bring you further than where you are. Turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, neighbor, I know how to get back up when life knocks me down. Give God a praise. Give God a world's most unwanted ship. The Pelican has sailed since 1986 and has found no place to dock. Everywhere the Pelican goes, it's rejected. It's unwanted. Amen. It's denied. Why? Because in 1986 in Philadelphia, when they were having the political convention, Philadelphia, the city workers of Philadelphia decided to go on strike. And so that means all of the garbage wasn't picked up. So some of the city workers, amen, got out there and started to pick up the trash, but they had nowhere to put it. So they went to the Pelican, brought the ship up, and they started putting all the trash, all the garbage in the, on the Pelican. 466 foot freighter they start putting all the garbage on there unaddressed for a period of time the garbage became toxic the toxic garbage of the pelican made it an unwanted vessel so now wherever the pelican goes it cannot remain there because nobody wants a boat full of trash Life has a way of unloading its garbage on us so that over time we become filled with trash and nobody wants us around. But when you know how valuable you are to God, you can get back up. No matter how many people have distanced themselves from you, no matter how difficult it may have been, God loves you. God has use for you. And there are times in this journey, saints, when we get knocked down, death will knock you down. Amen. Sickness will knock you down. Divorce will knock you down. Amen. Children, children going through will knock you down. All kinds of things will come. 
read Psalm 37 sometime. 40 verses, and he contrasts that you're going to be all right. Saints, I want to tell you something. It's real important that you have a good perspective about who God is. And remember this. You may be toxic to somebody else, but to God, he sees you as his child. That's it. He sees you as his child.